0: today i will share with you four effective ways to deal with toxic relationships and toxic people in general no matter what scenario no matter what kind of relationship dynamic you might have seen a previous post of mine that said the following there are people who are lost and there are people who are dangerously lost The first you can have compassion and understanding for, the latter you need to protect yourself from at all costs. This has triggered quite a few people, and understandingly so. Today I will go into the dangerously lost category. People who exhibit very toxic, manipulative behavior and what you can do if you are in an intimate relationship with them or in any relationship setting, Um, a co-worker, a business relationship, a friend, no matter what dynamic. We will go very deep here in a clear and practical way. You will also learn about my views of toxic people. What does it have to do with spirituality? How can we approach this topic from a deeply grounded spiritual standpoint? Welcome to the Masculine and Feminine Dynamics Podcast. My name is Lorin Krenn and I am a Relationship Coach. I help you to embody your awakened masculine and awakened feminine in relationships and life. Let's dive in. Before we go into the four effective ways to deal with them, I need to make a few quick points very, very clear. You cannot change people who engage in highly toxic and manipulative behavior. In truth, you cannot change anyone, but you can definitely inspire people through your state of embodiment, but usually not ones who are dangerously lost. More about it in a second. Any attempt to change them, to treat them with love and compassion will be used as part of their manipulative games and trying to use you. This is the key thing when people tell me, but, but they need compassion too. Everyone is love. Everyone is beautiful. Yes, everyone needs love. And they need love the most because they're stuck at the development stage of a six-year-old, eight-year-old child. That is why they're behaving that way. The only thing is they are no longer six, seven, eight-year-old child. They're an adult and potentially, they have got resources, they've got authority. They can hurt people through their actions and through the things they do. So you're no longer dealing with a little child that, where you just have kind of compassion and forgiveness for. You're dealing with someone who can cause real damage. Whether it's an intimate relationship, a business relationship, it doesn't matter. So, yes, they need love the most. But often what happens is that when you give them love, when you try to be there for them, and even if they say that they want to change, that might be part of the manipulative tactics and games they use in order to lure you into their kind of web of drama and pain and conflict and push and pull. So you're right to all those who say they need love. They need love the most. But often they are not able to receive this love because the moment you give them anything like that, which they so lack within, they're going to use it against you. And that is the difference between people who are lost, where when you give them love and compassion and understanding, they, they can be so inspired to transform but where, but on the other side, those who are dangerously lost, who are so incredibly identified with their shadow that there is no consciousness or hardly any conscious moments, maybe short glimpses and then boom, they're back into it. And um, with them, it will be part of that manipulative game. And that's a very tough pill to swallow. And I understand. It's not easy. But... We need to be able to discern and we need to protect our heart in this world because not everything is love and light. If you are deeply vulnerable and open your heart deeply to the right people, the most beautiful magic is going to happen. You know that this is what I stand for, opening our heart to the highest capacity possible in this human life. But if you open it to someone, if you hand it to someone who is so identified with a shadow, they're going to cause a lot of pain. Most often you will have to have compassion and forgiveness from a distance. Because when we're so angry at them, when we're so, we feel it's so unfair and unjust and we're constantly angry and want to, want to rub it back into them how much they hurt us or anything, then of course that is limiting us from really being in our, in our most aligned energy. So have compassion, forgiveness from a distance, but giving it to them um, directly might lead to extremely getting hurt. Often these toxic people are secretly deeply, deeply obsessed with you. So they admire you. The problem with their obsession and admiration is because, again, the development ages of a seven, eight-year-old child, he doesn't know what true love or sacred love is. So their their only love they know is obsession. And obsession has an energy to it that can quickly go from one pendulum swing to the other end. What is the other end? Hatred. So it goes from obsession to hatred. Obsession, hatred. Obsession, hatred. And this might keep switching. They want to be like you, but at the same time, they hate you because they know they can't be like you. They want to feel the way you feel or be an empath or be capable of such joy or have such great relationships or such an amazing life, um, whatever it is, but at the same time, they hate you for it. They can't be inspired by it. They can't let you enjoy that. They need to play it down. They need to tear you apart in order to feel better about themselves. People who exhibit highly toxic traits are, as I mentioned before, stuck in a development stage of a little child. What are children? Children are self-centered. The world spins around them until kind of the age of 10. After 10, they slowly start to realize that not everything is about them. A child makes everything about itself. They didn't speak to me because I am bad. They abandoned me because I am bad. So everything is self-centered. Children often, especially children in pain who experienced a lot of drama between parents and conflict, as a way of escapism, they kind of create their own interpretation of things and stories and narratives and kind of fantasy worlds. And that is all kind of similar traits you often see in toxic people who who lie, but who believe their own lies. They're they're not necessarily consciously lying and are unaware that there is a lie. They're just making up some, they're changing the fabric of reality, making up narratives because that is where they're stuck. That seven, eight-year-old child is stuck. It hasn't evolved in any shape whatsoever. And seeing it in that way can completely transform the way you see toxic people because you no longer take it that personal you understand where it comes from. But even if you understand, you have to protect yourself from it because it can be very, very, very intense. But that is what they operate from. And now they're adults with authority, with resources. And that little child can become a vicious monster and a dark shadow causing incredible suffering for everyone who gets in touch with them. Everyone they meet, there is always pain, there is always suffering. Any relationship they have is pain because that's all they have ever experienced as a child and that's kind of also my spiritual view of why people like dictators existed exist people who are capable of horrendous actions it's because they themselves experience so much pain They didn't evolve whatsoever. There is still that five, six, seven year old who get totally rejected and in total confusion. And then they became entirely, entirely, these little shadows started to grow into one gigantic shadow that they're living from and totally trapped in. The moment you're trying to change them, you know you've got some healing work to do. This is especially the case when you're in intimate relationship with someone who exhibits highly toxic and manipulative behavior. Because there is no changing them. Also, anyone can attract these people. People. This idea that you will never attract them when you get to a certain level of vibration, yes there is some truth to it. The more you awaken, the less you will draw in people in your life who are extremely toxic and manipulative. But even if you're very awakened, you might still have someone draw you didn't draw them into your life, they appear in your life. And because they're so clever and so manipulative, it can be hard to spot. Specifically when you are, when your discernment is not very strong and you in a kind of stage I just want to give compassion and love to everyone which is beautiful but certain people you just can't give it to because they will use it against you unfortunately even though they need it the most of course but they can't receive it or at least they're not open to receive it. Um, but remember this, you're not bad because you attracted them. Rather than look, and we'll talk about that later, but rather than ask yourself, so why did I attract them? The question is, what kind of things did you notice, but um, didn't really look at or kind of allow to bypass or things where you thought, well, maybe they just didn't mean it that way. But we'll talk about that later. And now, just before I go into the four effective ways, we get into just very quickly. What is my spiritual view of such people? My spiritual view is that they teach you how to stand up for yourself. They teach you how to protect your heart and to express more of your dark masculine, your dark feminine energy. For those who have never heard me use that word, dark masculine, dark feminine does not mean shadow, does not mean ego. Um, We have light and we have dark masculine feminine energy within us. And dark, um, if expressed in a conscious way, is the warrior or warrioress archetype or feminine archetype types kali it's the part within us that protects the innocence and awe and and beauty and purity of our heart and soul not everything in this world world is love and light yes in truth we are all the soul we are all light but there is also the shadow that exists. And that shadow can be so strong that a person has absolutely zero, zero awareness of who they actually are. And they might never realize in this life. And that's why we need to practice discernment because such people can cause a lot of damage in our life. Do you want to go from an internal state of scarcity to creating true abundance in your life? Do you want to transcend painful relationship dynamics to experience the intimacy and connection you truly desire? Then I invite you to join my upcoming Shadow Work in Relationships and Creating Abundance two-part course starting on the 9th of June. The first live call focuses on the shadow work within you to release inner blocks and limitations to create true abundance in your life. The second part focuses on the shadow work in relationships, how you can create the relationship you want. This is for both singles and couples as shadow work is an internal process deep within you. Click on the show notes or visit loringkren.com to save your spot today. Now, let's get into the four effective ways how you can deal with such people no matter what relationship scenario. Number one, and this is probably the most important one to understand, is you need to keep an emotional distance with them. You need to keep them emotionally at bay. Because for someone who exhibits highly toxic and manipulative behavior, your emotions are like food to them. They feed from your emotional reactions. They try to push your buttons. They try to get you activated. And if you feed them these emotions, drama gets created. And drama is all they know. Drama is a way for them to escape from the immense turmoil or inner hell that they are experiencing within them. They, being inside themselves, know that about them. Being inside themselves is absolutely disastrous. They're in such miserable pain every single day. So if you think about, oh, they played me, they manipulated me, they will always lose in the end, because it is them who don't have any freedom and joy and love within them. And it is you who has that. So even if they've wronged you and all these things, remember, you will always walk away as the quote unquote winner. There are no winners or losers, but for lack of words, let's use these words in this specific context. Now... If you get activated, you kind of, you kind of feed them. That's what they want. They need that external drama to kind of escape from their inner pain. They cannot be with themselves because being inside themselves is a living hell. Now. If you don't feed them your emotional reactions and keep an emotional distance between the two of you, they no longer can push your buttons, they no longer can activate you, then you will quickly make them insecure. You will quickly shift the power dynamic. And this is quite interesting because the power dynamic can really shift in an instance. And they don't know how to deal with that because all their viciousness, all their cleverness in, manipul- in manipulation, <laughs> not clever in a good way, is based on this kind of emotional pushing buttons, you reacting, and then it all gets complicated, confusing. That's where they thrive. That's their world, right? But the moment they no longer get that from you is the very moment they no longer know what to do. They can no longer, and ideally with some, this will mean they will stop, mostly, They will stop because they realize that it doesn't work with you. You are not someone who can feed them and further kind of strengthen or help them escape from their inner turmoil. Now, this is important. The moment you no longer give them these emotional reactions and they can push your buttons, is the moment they will quickly switch into how they were most likely at the beginning with you. That sweet, loving, charismatic, kind... But this is only a tactic to lure you back into some crazy toxicity and crazy dynamic. Now, how do you make sure that you don't have these emotional reactions because deep inside you feel it's unjust, you feel it's deeply unfair? How do you do that? The most important thing is to not take it personally. Everyone who... uh, has reached a certain level in their consciousness, they have some sense of justice, some moral ethics that they are living by. For instance, what are some of the ethics that we have that we treat people as we want to be treated? For instance, or we always give people the benefit of the doubt or we believe in some form of justice and fairness, right? And with people who are on the same wavelength as you and have some level of consciousness, you can expect them. You can have an adult conversation about something and kind of clear your misunderstandings and all of that. But with them, there is no such thing as justice, moral ethics and specific virtues, great virtues that they stand for. They operate from a different place than you a different set no values at the end of the day and they don't know what boundaries are they don't have any of that understanding and 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 level where you operate from so this is really powerful to allow you to no longer emotionally react to them because often we have these kind of stories it's unfair it's unjust and i need to maybe if i tell them this they they will understand no they won't understand because they will only understand if they have the same level of consciousness as you, or if they have some level of consciousness in them. Um, so importantly, stop hoping for some justice. Stop hoping that some moral ethics are going to save you, or telling them this or doing this, telling them this or that and doing this or that will change it. No, it most likely won't. Stop treating them as if they have the same value and level of consciousness as you. This is a big mistake we do. We treat, yes, you want to treat people as you want to be treated, of course. But with these kind of people, you can't treat them as if they have the same values because it's not going to work. They just don't operate in that way. You're dealing with a seven-year-old child who is now an adult and who is in excruciating pain and projecting that pain on everyone else. How can you expect that? anything from them. And the moment you no longer expect anything from them, the moment you, the moment you no longer take anything personally, then is the moment you're no longer going to react. Boom. And the power position starts to entirely shift. Now you are in power again. This is hard. This is still draining. This is still annoying because you don't want to keep that kind of, it's an energetic draining. But if you are somewhat engaged with them, then this is going to at least allow you to no longer go through these incredibly toxic cycles of suffering. And they will try and they will push your buttons and they will be kind. And the next day they will be push and pull and all of that. Also important here is refrain from any debates. heated that conflict. Because as I mentioned, they thrive of drama. That's the only way they know how to feel alive. The external drama is a way of escaping their internal hell and drama. And that is also why they get into arguments with seemingly everyone. Every relationship has a problem, right? Every time there is an issue, they lose power over you when you no longer react to everything. With time, you gain the power position... And as I mentioned, it's draining um, because you cannot relax around them. You cannot relax around such people, but at least they no longer can hurt you in the same way as before. And from that place, you can then create a clear plan and strategy. I don't know your context. Of course, that's not something I can give advice uh, for. You can create kind of your idea and how you can get away from them or how you can separate in a way that you regain your life fully back and your energy. Number two of dealing with them effectively is refraining from allowing them to occupy your mind and your energy entirely. Because, of course, they are on your mind. Of course, you're thinking about them, especially if it's in a work, a co-worker, or especially in your intimate life even more. And because it's so toxic and so unjust and unfair and painful, whatever, they cheated on you, they wronged you, they betrayed you. Yet at the same time, they win if you constantly think about them, complain about them. Ensure that you are not creating an incredibly disempowering narrative where you are constantly feeding the already pain that they're causing when you deal with them is now occupying all the time when you don't have to deal with them. Because that is the time that you need to let go of it, where you give your best to not think about them, to not engage in that, but instead to use that time to nurture yourself, to keep yourself, so to speak, sane from the immense volatility of such a relationship. Don't let them steal your peace and your love when you don't have to deal with them because they already do when you are dealing with them. Don't allow them to interfere with your energy when you're not dealing with them. Notice when you go into this mindset of this is unfair, why did it happen, how, it all doesn't matter because that is what they want. They want you to be so occupied with them. Now, what is the third effective way to deal with them? And that is reflect not about why you attracted them, reflect about what red flags you missed, what signs you missed that were there um, when you first met them and they were in that kind of stage where they were deeply charismatic, where they seemed like a total different person, the kindest person in the world, were you excusing them? Were you creating a narrative about them that didn't, that like, for instance, they probably didn't mean it that way? Uh, maybe they just did that, well, they might have just did that because you know, they were anxious, whatever. is—is Look at how you might be excusing certain behavior, downplaying certain things that actually are showing you something is off here. Something here is not entirely right. And then what you need to do is make them aware of it. And their reaction will very, very quickly show you. Because if they're highly toxic and manipulative and you make them aware of something you really didn't like some trait inside them that is where they will feel deeply abandoned and rejected by you and that is hopefully hopefully i'm saying because hopefully they will reveal their true side and then boom you can cut them out of your life immediately Um, and it has no longer it hasn't doesn't have any lasting pain or Continued things where they get entangled, uh, kids, or all of that, their true side will always show. And even though they're the best actors in the world, you will see these certain, there will be certain signs. You need, they're very hard to spot, but when you have them confront them, boom, and then see how they respond. And if that's a, if that's a person who is doing their work, they will say, thank you for making me aware of this. And you can talk about, you can work through it. You see change behavior. There is a real apology. And then you know immediately that person is totally capable and has the emotional bandwidth of entering a conscious relationship. What are some of these other signs? They might, they will talk bad about other people. This is something you might notice. They might be so loving, charismatic to you, but they're constantly blaming everyone else in their relationship that didn't work out. It's always someone else. It's never them. They never had to take responsibility for, they don't take responsibility for anything. Another way you notice it, for instance, is they often talk bad about their husband, their wife, about those who are closest to them they talk about them like they're a piece of sheets they talk about them in a really really bad way how you wouldn't even talk about your worst enemy and that's a sure fire sign because a conscious person wouldn't have these people around if that's how they would feel about them getting now to number 4 and that is get away from them if you can yes cut them out of your life Immediately, if you can. Never speak to them again, if possible. Because there is only drama. Unless, even though that happens very rarely and doesn't usually go into this kind of category of highly toxic and manipulative, unless there is some real change happening. But again, sometimes that might be used too. So you have to have extra Extra discernment in that regard now, what if you divorced and you have children together? Obviously you can 't in most cases, never talk to them again, or it 's your boss at work, a business partner or it 's a coworker. What do you do? You practice all the other thing, all the things apart from number four, which you can't. Set boundaries, protect and honor your time when you don't have to deal with them. See them as the six, seven, eight-year-old that they are. You cannot take a six, seven, eight-year-old personally. Protect your peace, protect the love inside you. You know who you are. And the reason why they want to tear you down is because you are the light. The sacred is within you, but the sacred has been lost within them. And is there a chance for it to be sparked again? Maybe, but not for everyone in this life. Not everyone awakens. Is it sad? Yes. But is it real? Is it reality? Also, yes. I'd rather face the harsh truth and feel grief and sadness about it. But to be free than to believe in some fucking fantasies. Whatever you're dealing with, wherever you are, I truly wish you the best. I know how hard this is and how painful this is, how unfair it all feels, but they also teach you something. They teach you discernment. They teach you how to protect yourself. And maybe you need that lesson right now. Maybe you need to really ensure that you protect yourself and to bring back that dark masculine, dark feminine energy, the warrior and warrioress. Who knows what lesson the universe is giving you in this moment. Now, if you have enjoyed this episode, then it will mean the world to me if you can subscribe to the podcast. Because if you subscribe to the podcast, it allows us to continue doing these episodes entirely for free and to expand our production of this podcast as well. And it's just one click. And you will also on your favorite platform where you're listening, Spotify, Apple Podcast, doesn't matter. You will immediately see and be notified when new episodes come out so you don't have to check on our socials when they come out. Also, it would mean the world to me if you share this episode with someone who you think will benefit from this. If someone you know is in a toxic relationship and they're open to it or whatever whatever relationship setting, send that to them if they're open to it, if you feel it's the right thing and they can potentially really, really benefit deeply, deeply from this. And if you share this in your social medias where it reaches even more people, that would mean absolutely the world to me. Thank you that really means a lot because doing these little things supporting us in that way allows us to continue doing these episodes entirely for free bi-weekly every two weeks serving you deeply for free if you want to go deep into my work I've got a free newsletter that comes out every Friday with deep, deep value um, I've got free eBooks. you can have a look at my upcoming trainings at slash trainings and you can see all my upcoming trainings and offerings again Thank you so much for being here. And wherever you are and whatever you're facing right now, the fact that you listen to the entire episode, the fact that you're doing this work means that you are in the 1%. And that's not coming from a place of superiority or you're better than everyone else. But it certainly means you're doing some deep work. You're on a deep path. You are following your calling. And I honor you for that. I acknowledge you. Thank you.